Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome to the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 1071, where talk is fun. Oh, look at us. We're fun. We're both wearing uh, red sweaters today. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yours looks orange on camera. I'm wondering if I'm color blonde. No, it does. I'm color blonde. (laughs) (laughs) Color blonde. No comment. But in person, it looks red. Yeah, that's red. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it is definitely different when I look through the window at you and when I look on the camera. It looks orange-ish on the camera. Yeah. Or uh, what's that? Like a burnt orange. Yeah, but in real life, it's red. It sure is, Steve. You know what I mean? I do indeed. I don't want to look like I'm dressing for fall when it's clearly winter season. Well, you do. Nobody can see this except for us. Yeah. No, Lori and Julia told me that we live stream this every day and people watch the whole live stream. No. No, nope. mm. it's not correct. They don't. So don't worry about it. Yeah, I just saw an orb float up over your head. Steve. Really? Oh, it's just a significance. Nope. It's just dust. Oh. Everybody that thinks orbs are ghosts, they're not. They're not. Anyway. Oh, okay. Oh, well, we speaking of more things to talk orbs, about. Orbs, uh, the Golden Globes. <laughs> Good. Uh, the Golden nomination. Orbs. Thank you. Uh, were announced yesterday. Um, you want to run down some of like the biggies? Yeah. We'll start with movies. Yeah, girl. Okay. So. Best drama. I only saw one of these movies. It's Belfast, Coda, Dune, King Richard, and The Power of the Dog. I I don't. King Richard, I gotta see. It's so good. He, I forgot that I was watching Will Smith. I'm so filled up on Will Smith right now. I get it. We'll get to that in a minute. I have to see Dune before it leaves theaters. Oh, dang it. Can't you watch it on. Yeah, but it's so people say it's like a perfect movie. And okay, it's, you need to see it on the big screen. It's an action. God, I wonder. Oh my gosh, maybe I should go see that movie. Maybe you should after my family's leaving town tomorrow. <gasps> I didn't even know they were in town. <laughs> no, my uh, my actual my wife and children. Oh, they're gonna oh. they go to Pennsylvania about a week before I do. I yes. see. And I wonder if I should like go and sit in a movie theater by you myself. Should. And you should put on a baseball cap so no one recognizes. Oh yeah, you. That's, yes. of course. Yeah, that's I'm, right. I'm like Leo out there, national star. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, best actress in a drama. Uh, I still haven't seen this. The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Jessica Jessica Chastain, mm-hmm. um, Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter. Nicole Kidman for being the Ricardos. Oh, yes. The Gogs Ga-ga. for House of Gucci. And Kristen Stewart for Spencer. That's a tough That's a good category. category. Yeah. yeah. I hope that they bring back Spencer to the theaters. 
because I missed it. It really uh, didn't play for that long. You see, I am so if I can stay home and watch everything, I would much rather do that. I there is something truly. I hear you. I'm a homebody, but there's something still for me that is magical mm-hmm. about the movie theater experience. That me just too. feels the lights, the smells, the carpet, all of it. I want I want to help them come back too. Yeah. Yes, I do too. You're right. Okay, I'll go. Uh-huh. Um, best actor in a drama. This is the movie category. Uh, Mahershala Ali for Swan Song. Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos. Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog. Mm-hmm. Will Smith again. Mm-hmm. King Richard. Denzel Wash- Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth. Oh. That's Why, these are all like flying under my radar. Me too. I don't. Denzel's in a new movie with Michael B. Jordan, too, that he that Denzel directed. I thought it was going to be for that. The oh. Journal of... I, I forget oh. what it's called. Best Supporting Actor, Ben Affleck for The Tender Bar. Jamie Dornan for Belfast. Uh, Siron Hines for Belfast. Troy Custer for Coda. Cody Smith-McPhee for The Power of the Dog. Best Actor in a Comedy. You got Leo for Don't Look Up. Peter Dinklage for Serrano, Andrew Garfield, he was amazing, in Tick, Tick, Boom, Cooper Hoffman for Licorice Pizza, Anthony Ramos for In the Heights. Guys, we got our work cut out for us. And it's okay. If you're listening right now and you're thinking, I've only heard of 10% of the movies that she's saying, that's us. Okay. I'm right there with you. I can speak for myself. We're, we're, We're just like you, radio people. Just like you. How about TV? Because we're big TV watchers. I used to be on TV. I heard that. Oh, I, actually, I haven't even heard. I guess I'll sit back and find out if my name is read here. What are the categories? Well, first, let's start with the drama series. You <laughs> okay. got Lupin, The Morning Show, okay. Pose, Yeesh. Squid Game, oh, I've heard of Succession. It. Everybody's loving Succession. The, especially this season, I think. There was some really big season finale situation that just happened for season three. I wonder if I should watch Succession. Maybe you should. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I've been thinking about that, too. I started it, and I went, I don't know about this. What's the plot? That's a 10-second plot of succession. So isn't it, it's a... A A political family? Nope. TV, uh, entertainment. Like the Murdochs. It's kind of based on the Murdoch family, but not necessarily. Oh, I bet I would like it. Family, who's going to... It's like power struggles. Who's going to take over the dad's throne, basically? That's what I think the basis of it is. And nobody's a good person. And they're all terrible to one another. And I was like, you know, if I want to see this, I'll go home for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Donna. Uh. I mean, it's a lot. Okay. Plus, I'm watching Yellowstone. Mm, another group They're of bad. very bad people, too. Yeah, right. I and Squid mean, Game should win anyway. Yeah, you're probably yeah. right. Squid Game wins. might be the group, based on those three descriptions, they might be the grouping of the best people in Squid Game. <laughs> <laughs> they just got right. unlucky and then fought for their lives. Yeah. Oh, man. And then we've got, like, um, best miniseries or TV movie, Impeachment, American Crime Story. Then you got Mayor of Easttown. Oh, then you yes. got Maid. The Underground Railroad oh, yeah. and Dope Sick. Uh, you got, gotta give it to Mayor, don't you think? Yeah, Even I though think I didn't so. see everything. No, no, Mayor. that's not. Kate Winslet, Mayor, she has to win. The story was so great. You couldn't have guessed who done it from yeah. the first episode. It, the acting and the writing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, her Queen. performance was just off the charts. Excellent. Donna, just to relieve yourself of pressure, 
Our job is not to have watched everything. We're not members of the Hollywood Foreign Press. No. We're not members of the Academy. We're we're supposed to cheer for the things that we saw and liked. That's so it. we cheer okay. for Mayor of Easttown. <laughs> yes. We don't care what anything else we're like you. was happening. We're done. I love it. Did like you, Kate. Did you hear Snoop Dogg when he was making the uh, oh, announcements? Gosh. No. He flubbed the easiest name that you could possibly pronounce. Oh, no. Here's what he Best said. Best director, motion picture. Dennis... Villanueva, Doom. Best performance by an actor in a supporting role in any motion picture. Ben Affleck. <gasps> ben Affleck. My fault. <laughs> Sorry about that, Ben. <laughs> ben Affleck. Oh my God. The Tender Bar. I really thought he did it on purpose. That's funny. Oh, Snoop. He's always rapping. You know, he's always one word melts into the other. Yeah. That's true. That's better than a uh, Adele Dazim. Oh, In case John Travolta better. thought he was getting out of jail <laughs> on that nothing one. nothing that is Adele weirder. Dazim. <laughs> Wickedly talented. Adele Dazim. Oh, that gives me so much secondhand embarrassment. I, I can can't listen to that over it. and over and over again. Oh my gosh, you guys! All right, and we got a jam-packed show. Yeah, today, guys. we have a special guest. We have a couple of special guests today. Coming up at nine thirty, we're going to talk to one of your favorite what? comedians. Oh my gosh, I love this guy. I've talked about him on the show so many times. Gary Gallman. Oh, will be joining us uh, live on the show. That is at nine thirty. He is yeah. just so stinking funny. Uh, we've got a, a guest who's actually going to be in studio with us all hour during the 11 o'clock Yes, hour, because of her uh, donation during Project yeah. Down and Dirty. We put her name into a drawing, pulled oh, her out. Oh, how great. I know. So she'll be joining us. We'll introduce you to her. Uh, all sorts of good stuff coming your way during these next three hours. When we come back, there's a popular singer named by just one word, like it's a one word, one word singer. Okay. Who has a popular name, does not own the trademark to... Their name, oh, no. instead a wrestler does. Do you know who it is? See if you can figure it out. When we come back, it's Don and Steve on my talk. Good morning, everybody. You are listening to the Donna and Steve show on my talk, 1071. Everything entertainment. Some might call us an experience. Don't backpedal. Don't be intimidated by Lori, our resident bully. <laughs> Who at a dinner that we had last week was saying we couldn't use it or we weren't the original. Don't, don't be intimidated by her. Do what I, I do. Uh, be really loose-lipped and talk a big game and then get the hell out of the building before she gets here. <laughs> okay. So you don't have I to like encounter that. her. Oh my gosh, that's great. That's yeah. a good plan. Yeah. Things that make you go All right. Got something for you here. Was anybody able to figure this out? There is a popular singer who has a one-word name. Know what I mean? Know what I mean, Gene? Yeah, we're just going to have to go down the list. Uh, okay, so... But, but like, receive the hint here. This okay. singer does not have their name trademarked because there is a wrestler who has that name trademarked. The Weeknd. The Weeknd. Not The Weeknd. Okay, I thought maybe that's why he changed the spelling. Oh, off of... Okay, share. Yeah. Share. Share. Is there like a ladies of, uh, what is it, the glamorous ladies yes, of wrestling? Yeah. Not a share. Okay. Getting uh, close, sir. Adele. Adele Dazim. <laughs> not that one. Not Adele not Dazim. No. Um, Dawn, you got anything? Uh, all I can think of is um, Beyonce. Beyonce. Oh, that's okay. Good. Okay, that's good. Um, If there's an emergency, you should call the doctor. 
911. Keep going. <laughs> Emergency hotline. <laughs> Quick, somebody call the police. Keep going. Okay. Sheriff. Sting. Sting. Not oh, sheriff. Oh, sting, sting, sting. Yes, sting. I know the wrestler Sting. Yes. The black and white makeup. Yes. kind of look like the crow. Yes. He jumped from the tall, tall, tall rafters. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay, so it's Sting. Sting, the wrestler oh, Sting, one of the knew? most famous wrestlers of all time. And he uh, has the trademark on that name. He lets uh, the other Sting Excuse use me. the name, too. If he's one of the f- most famous wrestlers of all time... Donna, don't. Why didn't we get that answer? Because you guys were. I was thinking of a girl. You're not. I'll be honest with you, okay. And I don't mean to get all gendery here. You were not his target audience during the okay. '80s and '90s. Okay? I loved wrestling in the '80s, but I, you then know, you would have I known was like, Sting and Ric Flair. I woo. I know Ric Flair. <laughs> Nature woo. Boy. Uh, Tito Santana, yes. The Undertaker. Okay. I know Mr. Wonderful. You, I, you've got a lot of WWF now WWE guys. That's Sting the was problem. the face of WCW. Yeah, WCW. Okay. And then he, he went from being a good guy. Yeah. And then he became uh, this like mysterious guy. And then he, he didn't talk for, it was like a year and a half. He never right. said a word on the microphone. He would just wait up. And at some point during the wrestling show, Monday Nitro, they would go up to the rafters and say, yes. it's Sting. And they would realize that Sting was there. And then and he the was crowd just up there would go like nuts. a spider. Yes. And he would just look down. And then eventually he would come down on a harness situation right into the center of the ring, start hitting people with an aluminum bat. He had a long-standing wow. feud with Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, which yeah, is when right. Hollywood, when yeah. Hulk Hogan became a bad guy. He turned on everybody at Bash of the Beach when he was the third member of the NWO with the Outsiders, yes, Scott Hall and Kevin right. Nash. Not to be confused with the Four Horsemen. Yes. Sorry, I blew up. With Ric Flair. That's right. Arn Anderson. What did, what did they call it when they, oh, tag teaming. Yeah. There was a lot of different groups that I knew. Now, listen, when I was watching wrestling, it was on in the middle of the night. It wasn't on like oh prime time prime time. It was Monday on at night. like two a.m. Yeah, I watched it Saturday afternoons. WWF superstars, and then the Monday Night Wars, which is you had Monday Night Raw on USA, and then over on TNT you had Monday Nitro. And you know what? The first ever Monday Nitro makes sense in a wrestling state like Minnesota. The first ever Monday Nitro happened at Mall of America. Yes, and there was a very popular wrestler who came over from the WWF to the WCW unannounced, appeared at Mall of America, and his name is Lex Luger. Yes. The total package. I don't like the word Luger. (laughs) Ew, Lex. I think they had to go off of Luther. They couldn't do Lex Lex Luther. Luther. Probably because of trademark. Back to trademark. Sure. Yeah, so they went Lex Luger. Yeah, close to Lugie, no doubt. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You know I love good food, and that is what I love about Factor. It's fresh, never-frozen meals that are chef-crafted, dietitian approved and get this, all ready to go in just two minutes. Never get sick of the same thing with Factor, as you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week. That includes Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and if you're watching the carbs like me, a great keto option as well. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. 
Head to Factormeals.com slash DS50 and use code DS50 to get 50% off. That's code DS50 at Factormeals.com slash DS50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. <laughs> I uh, I saw The Rock live at a WW. What? How was that? It was amazing. Wasn't he was, though? of course, the main... Yeah. Main event there. Oh, and did he get on the microphone and talk to the crowd? I mean, when those explosions went off and he came out of the thing, I mean, that's yeah. what everyone was waiting for. Yes. It was so great. He's so dynamic. It was just like so different from everybody else, his energy and just wow. That's what's really fun about live wrestling. I haven't been to a live wrestling event in two decades, but I do want to take my kids at some point because it is theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so just theater. Over the top. And yeah. there's a match taking place in the middle of the ring. And then you hear the music of somebody else, and boom, they come it's running so in fun. from the back. And it's and there's a lot of crowd participation now, um, more than ever. It used to just be like cheering and booing. Yeah, there are so many chants now yes. that happen, and there's call and response that happens. So it's very interactive. Should we do this together? When are you thinking? I, I can't. Ne- okay. I just looked at my schedule. Okay, that's fine. For any date at the well, wall. who was the guy who they would just yell what? Back and forth. You know, it seems like because that happens he was with there a too. lot of people what? now. What? What? Yes. And once they finish oh, saying shoot. something, and then I'm going to go backstage. What? And then I'm going to blabbity blabbity. What? And everybody That was does this it. guy's like comeback for everything. What? Wrestle. Anyway, you guys go on. I'll, <laughs> I don't want to take over your segment here. Don, would you be willing to go to the wrestling thing with me? Al- I had a little time that you're so putting up in my calendar, but I only have a plus one. I just feel like Don and I would jive a little more. Yes, I, I'll paint my face. Yes. Donna, could you drive us, though? Because we kind of, we want to go crazy. We want to have a good time. We, we can't even drive. Uh, Plus, we don't want to find parking. Yeah. No, yeah. It's not for drinking. We just don't want to parking as a bear. Mariah Carey recorded All I Want for Christmas is You in August of 1994. So they brought Christmas trees into the studio to make oh. it feel like Christmas, even though it was summer. I heard this. I think that's something that artists do quite a bit when they're doing Christmassy albums. I, I think, think it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Go ahead. I mean, talk about Stone Cold. What? what? Nice, Donna. I think, I think. And that's the bottom line. And then the whole crowd goes, because Stone Cold said so. And then he would say, blah, 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 blah. Give me a hell yeah. Hell and the whole yeah. crowd, hell yeah. It was great. Correct me on Twitter if I'm wrong. Oh, man. I want to go to a wrestling event now. Sometimes at night, I'll stay up, everybody else is in bed, and then I'll go on Peacock and pull up W, because they own the WWE Network now, and then I'll just watch old documentaries of wrestlers. Oh, that's cool. I thought you were going to say you put on a cape and a mask. (laughs) (laughs) I'm elbow dropping like the couch cushions. Totally. Let's see here. Um, Drinking beer in space is impossible because it remains foam. Oh, that's funny. The bubbles of carbon dioxide, if you believe in that, in those carbonated beverages aren't buoyant in a weightless environment. Buoyancy. Buoy. <laughs> if you're ever stuck at sea, buoy. Okay. Grab the buoy. 
Thank you know, you. when we come back, Donna, honest to goodness, if you want to go, just grab brunch. I think I might, actually. I'll say hi, and then I'll just step aside and She's do some do bills. administrative work. Yes, we're <laughs> going to be talking to uh, comedian Gary Goldman. I love Gary Goldman. I know you do. That's why I brought it to your attention that he was available to talk to today. So we're just going to be, I'll be fanboying over Gary Goldman. Just, I think, pound for pound, one of the funniest dudes walking the planet. Uh, he joins us. Tell you about the new Hulu show. You can watch him on that next on my talk hey guys welcome back thank you for listening it is donna and steve on my talk 1071 where talk is fun and where we are waiting on a very special very funny guest yeah listen it's a it's a uh, fanboy situation for me and so i'm feeling feeling really good about this yep yep. i mean not i'm not feeling good in terms of having done great research and structured an interview well it's really just <laughs> my plan is to just compliment him oh this is like a chris farley bit that's essentially yeah this Remember is the time this is not gonna be my proudest bit about journalistic engraving. moment uh what's happening oh i think we're getting him i think he's coming in now uh he's, he's working his way in here eventually Hold on, let me try dawn oh now they're doing things all right they're working on calls let, let me, me tell try. you this while i've uh, got everybody here my Talk 1071's 14th Annual Santa Project to benefit Ronald McDonald House Charities is happening. You could bring a toy or a gift to Southern Lights in Burnsville during the Jason and Alexis broadcast taking place this Friday, December 17th. And then My Talk will get them to the kids and the families at the Ronald McDonald House in time for the holidays. More details and a full broadcast schedule at MyTalk1071.com, keyword Santa. Okay, we've got our special guest standing by. If you're not familiar with his work, we've got a little clip. One of my favorites. Sometimes I go to the mall, I can't believe certain businesses are still open. Uh, Best example, things remembered. (laughs) How how do they stay profitable? They'll etch your initials in an $80 letter opener. I I don't know about you guys, but the first thing I cut into when times got tough, engraving. (laughs) My engraving budget is a skeleton of what it was last year. Yes, last year we were all loosey-goosey. We were engraving everything we could drag into Things Remembered. But now, when I wake up in the morning and I, and I go over my two engrave list, I say, Gary, do you have to engrave this today? Today. That's the question. Uh, he is just so stinking funny. I am so happy that he is here with us on the show. Uh, Gary Gallman, good morning to you. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me on. That that wow, that that bit really brings me back. You know, it's it's funny because last night I was up. That's one of my favorite bits of yours ever. Now, Gary, let me just prepare you really? for what, for what you. the next six minutes is going to be. Just me fanboying uh, yeah. over over you. I'm you, here too, but you'll never get to talk to me. Yeah, Donna Valentine will not be asking any questions today. It'll, it'll just be me complimenting you. Um, you know, we my my family and I found out about you years ago, and then you were in town um, here in Minneapolis. I think it was about six or seven years ago now at the Turf Club. And I went and saw you at the oh, Turf the Club. Oh, the Turf Club. Oh, man, that was such a fun room. I loved it. Oh, my God. Well, it was really cool. It was my first time ever there. So it's this nice little intimate environment. And as I recall, and tell me if I'm remembering this right, you essentially came out and you said, listen, I'm going to tell you two stories during the next hour. And sure enough, you held true to form and you waxed poetic about Trader Joe's and you went down every aisle figuratively, literally, and wove this really <laughs> funny story. Am I remembering this all right, Gary? Yeah, that's pretty much what I what I 
do. I mean, the, the stories have a lot of components to them, but they're they're uh, but pretty much these these long stories with digressions into into various areas. <laughs> is sort of my my uh, trademark. So yeah, that makes sense. It was probably the the what, what the Trader Joe's and probably the story about abbreviating the states down to two letters. I mean, listen for for me, <laughs> pound for pound. And again, I'll ask you no questions. I'm just going to compliment you yeah, during this interview. You, you probably could even hang up right now if you want to. <laughs> no, but listen, this is this is the truth of the matter, Gary. That state abbreviations we have. Wa- I've watched it at my house numerous times. Took it home and we introduced my dad to you, showing him the state abbreviations. That I think is one of the 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 funniest most well-written concepts in stand-up comedy, at least for my particular taste. How long did it take to put that that together? Because it's just is so stinking funny. Well, I, I, well, I mean, this is interesting. I put it down in my notebook when I first started comedy in 1993. I said, why do all the, the states start with the same first two letters? It must have made it really difficult to abbreviate them <laughs> and it wasn't until 18 or 20 years later and I'd, I'd take it out every once in a while and try it out and it would get laughed and then it would it would uh, fizzle out and then they started making documentaries about things such as who was the best Donkey Kong player in the world and I, <laughs> I converted it into a fake documentary and and that was what was the, the, the impetus to make it a, a a joke that became sort of my and and this is overstating it. It became my my born to run or whatever the <laughs> one hit one hit wonder of of your era was. Although Bruce Springsteen had some some other hits, that was his that was his breakthrough song. Oh, uh, let me let me ask this. We we now get to see you in so many different ways. You, you've been on virtually every late night talk show that there is. So people have come to know you. But also, you know, you do acting as well. I just found out about this yesterday. If I'm late to the party, forgive me on this. But tell us a little bit about the uh, the Hulu series with Amy Schumer. It's called Life and Beth, uh, which your fans will be able to enjoy you in. Yeah, it was it was a. a the great thing is that I was friends with her, and so I was able to get an audition for the show, and I, I had no idea that it was also Michael Sarah is, is her co-star in it, oh. who I've, I've been a fan of since, since Arrested Development. Yes. And then one episode I was on, John Groff, who played the king in, in Hamilton, who's a, an incredible actor from Glee and other things. So it's, it's an incredible cast, and it's a really beautifully written, funny, but also at times poignant. And it's, it's just a really strong show that I, I uh, am so honored to be a part of because usually I watch these shows, and, I, and I, I resentfully watch and say, why wasn't I given an audition for this? So I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm so grateful that I get to, I get to be a part of this. Uh, what is this show about exactly? Okay, so it's 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 autobiographical of of Amy, and okay. that it it goes back to her childhood in in Long Island, and we did a lot of the shoots in in Long Island, and in the in the show, she is overcoming a a, a tragedy in her life, and she's returning to her roots and it and it's just it's it's really funny man she's such a great writer and there are great writers who work with her and and it's it's really beautifully performed and the actors michael rapaport plays her dad and 
and in one episode, I'm I'm on an episode with Dave Attell, who plays a rabbi. It's it's really <laughs> hilarious. Oh, I'm so excited about that. And speaking of writers and writing, I hear you're writing a memoir. Yes, it's it's called K through twelve, and it's it's autobiographical, and it's I have this this blessing and a curse of a memory of my life going all the way back to when I started kindergarten. So I I tell these stories, and it and it it sort of meshes with this period in my life where I I had to move back home to uh, my mother's house when I was forty six to recover from a a stint in in believe it or not in the in the psych ward in New York City. So mm-hmm. I I was recovering, and I'm I'm fully recovered. I told the story in a, in my HBO special called The Great Depression, but I I had a period of of depression that was was crippling and luckily I was able to overcome it and and, and monetize it. Congratulations. We're so glad oh, you're doing well. So happy for you. And he made it he made it he was able to laugh through it and Thank I think you. that that has entertained people and really empowered people as well. In fact, uh, we would like to not only rate the Great Depression but this radio interview as well. Donna, why don't you give it to him? Five out of five Gary's. We have a Gary scale, Gary. <laughs> yeah. We have a Gary scale. We made an oh, effort so on, much, <laughs> on the show to try to bring back the name Gary that we knew was dying years ago. And so you're helping to uh, keep that name alive <laughs> and to thrive. We can't wait for your next comedy special. Next time that you come to Minneapolis, go to GaryGallman.com for upcoming tour dates and to uh, keep up with him. Follow him on social as well. Gary, we love you. Thank you for being on the Don and Steve show. I I think as 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 Humphrey Bogart says, this may be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Gary, oh my gosh! Yes, thanks for your time, Gary. Thank you, Gary. Uh, He is the wonderful Gary Gallman. Okay, thanks. Bye. Oh, oh, and then we hung up on him. Right after he said, this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. But he's got like bad cop over there, too. We say Lewis on the line. I have somebody in my ear, his liaison. Say, wrap it up. What a sweetheart. He's a really sweet guy. I think that's what you get from the undercurrent of all of his stand-up comedy. Again, that was Gary Goldman. Um, is a real sweetness. Like, he's yeah. never mean in his comedy. He's always smiling his way through it all. So it's a he really, seems, like, laid-back listen. Yeah, and he seems like he's very grateful, you yes. know? For- I saw him. Um, I interviewed... Dane Cook had a tour years ago. Oh, yeah. And he was a part of the tour. Uh, and I was backstage with... Gary Goldman, Dane Cook, and somebody else. Oh, I can't yeah. remember the other comedian. Oh, was. didn't you have but to interview one of them or something? I, I interviewed everybody but Gary, and he politely said, I'm really sorry, I'm going over my set. And he was in the corner talking to himself the whole that time would totally going be me. over the set. Oh. So wow. he's very like methodical. Methodical. That's the way I and am he, before I get on stage for a play. And I was like, we respect that. Yeah. You know what's interesting yeah. about that? Um, is that it, it makes good sense because his style, so when I was, the, the Trader Joe's bit can be both a 40-minute story, right. and it can also be a five-minute set on Conan. And so he knows both of those, word for word, how to do the same story in five minutes or 40 minutes. Yes. Which is why I feel like I really, there's a part of me that feels um, like solidarity with him, because if you tell me I need this story to stretch the whole segment, then I'm just like, where can we go? But what he's masterful at is coming back to the exact spot. Yeah, that's a gift. That is a true talent to be able to do that. And, uh, you know, we could pat ourselves on the back because we do that every day when we're like, oh, we have three minutes left. 
Yeah. And scene. Yeah. <laughs> Which is where we are right now. Could you guys rate really quick um, my chemistry? Just as a friend, as a trusted brother in his life, would you rate the chemistry that I just had with um, Gary? You know, do you want a Christmas Gary scale? Yeah. All right. Oh. <laughs> Gary Christmas. Two out of five Gary. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Maybe Did a, I try maybe too hard? Maybe a three. Um, no, it was hot? great. You know what? You came back around to the show that he needed to promote. Exactly. That's great. And we kept him sort of on time. Okay. Yeah. All right. okay. So you did a great job, Steve. Hey. Steve, congratulations. No, why? Because he's my best friend? No, oh, My ever-expanding circle of best friends? You know he's already filing the restraining order. Gary <laughs> <laughs> is against me. Uh, hey, when we come back, uh, it's time for If You See Something, Say Something. So there was a movie star, big, very big movie star, who did something really nice, like flew a ton of Christmas cakes overseas. And Donna is taking issue with this movie star, like only Donna could. Find out who it was and why Donna's irritated about it when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. Danger. Good morning. Welcome back, Donna and Steve. Producer Dawn on my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. If you see something, you should say something. I saw something, I'm going to say something. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Yeah, all right. Tom Cruise, you ever heard of him? Yeah. I'm, Best friends, I know. Yeah, I'm tight with him. Well, whatever. he reportedly flew his private jet across the Atlantic and back to deliver baked goods to his London-based Mission Impossible film crew. Wow. I'm not real sure of all the logistics. Like, was he in London? Did he fly personally back to get the cakes and then bring them? Or did he commission someone to bring them over, like his pilot. Right, right. But he wanted to give the team a treat for Christmas, and he decided the only cakes that would do the job are the ones from his favorite bakery in L.A. that they don't seem to mention. Oh, burn. So he organized for the shop to make 300 cakes, and they were then flown back to the U.K. on his jet. Okay, so... A pretty lovely headline so far. I think most human beings, if I may, would read that headline and say, what a swell thing to do this time of year. Yeah. However, you're not (laughs) most human beings. Here's my take on it. Okay. (laughs) In my opinion, it would have been a doubly lovely gesture if he patronized a business in the town in which he was filming mm. to show support mm. to them mm-hmm. and as a thank you for hosting them, right? And and to pour money into that area and maybe not to use so much fuel to fly, what, 5,500 miles. Sure, yeah, you can go walking Phoenix on One this and way. talk carbon footprint oh, and stuff wow. like that. Yeah, so that's my opinion. Yeah. Um, lovely gesture, I mean, it's the least he could do after screaming at everybody. Right. But 
He's I, very high maintenance. That's what I think about this. He's, he's just, gonna he he is screaming at you one day and then he's giving you cakes. It sounds yeah, like it sounds an like abusive an abusive relationship. relationship. <laughs> Thank you. And it's you. a lot of work. And you're like, oh great, I'm friends with Tom Cruise. Yeah, I don't think it's worth it. Well, as a friend of Tom Cruise, <laughs> okay, I'm Here trying we to. With, I'm just saying. All when right. you've when you've spoken to the man and had a wonderful rapport multiple times, and he I goes get in my race car. Yeah, when I chased him around the town square in Sevilla, Spain, as he was on a motorcycle, <laughs> and where? And I was Sevilla, Spain, <laughs> and I was in a BMW with a stunt driver behind him. This moments after, I was in the car with Cameron Diaz, his co-star in an oh. underrated movie called oh. Night and Day with a K. And by the way, I watched that other horrible movie that you brag about all the time, The Holiday. That movie is wonderful. She horrible. Is, she is so Dawn, terrible in this. that movie. Oh, thank you. The I acting was forced is, to watch it. Oh, Dawn. Yeah, you're welcome. Much respect. Didn't it feel great and fun? No. And lovely? I chose to watch it. Great. I choose to watch it every year. I love it. Because I saw everything else at the cabin. <laughs> it's like the last, the last man standing. I know. You sent me a picture. You text me a picture. And I go, she's the, terrible. The overacting with Cameron Diaz. It's she's so not bad. a good actress. That's she's okay. Not. She got better as the film went on. Thank you. But still. It was a little heavy handed at the beginning, but uh, that's okay. And I will say this. She's very beautiful. That's is, how she got her acting yeah, job. because she was modeling. Right. Look, anyway, guys, what do we got? Gene Siskel over here. Stole that job right under, like, uh, some older actress. Let's think of the others in the movie, though. Jude Law, wonderful. Yeah, he was great. Jack Black, great in this. Yeah, he's fine. Kate Winslet, Mare. She's good. I mean, Kate Winslet's the best part. I'll say that. How about, what's his name? Uh, now, now he has since passed away. Uh, legendary actor Eli Wallach, who is oh, the, yeah, the, the the writer who Kate Winslet uh, oh, that's right. befriends. That's very oh. sweet. You that know, was very sweet. It's funny, there's a, there's another movie that maybe is kind of like, I've only seen Family Stone once, but I think I kind of liked it. Uh, the Holiday, I'm talking about these movies that aren't on-the-nose Christmas movies, which I love a good on-the-nose Christmas movie. I watched The Santa Claus 3 last night. I love it because it's set at the North Pole, and I like North Pole Christmas movies. They feel magical to me. <laughs> I digress. I was told... <laughs> That Love the Coopers is a good alt Christmas movie as well. And I watched a little bit of it recently in the Big Apple. Ever heard of it? City Drop. I like any Christmas movie in New York. Well, this one isn't set in New York. But I watched it in, but I agree with you. I like it because it feels magical. Yeah. I totally, totally agree with that. But it was good. Love the Coopers was, uh, was good. And so you hate Tom Cruise. Let me tell you this. I don't hate Tom Cruise. I just think he could have done it better. Oh, he Will Smith. could have done it better. I'm listening to... Who's a better actor, Will Smith or Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise. Yeah. Um, I got to tell you this. You Although know, he was great in King Richard. King Richard. He'll probably win an Oscar. Tom Cruise is, Has Tom Cruise won an Oscar? Did he win one for Rain Man or did Dustin Hoffman win one? You know what? I'm not a scientist. I don't have to tell you that. A scientist or a Scientologist. Right. Thank you so much. Yeah. So in okay. Will Smith's book that I'm listening to on tape, and thank God I sped it up to 1.4 because this thing is long. <laughs> yes. I'm in the middle of it, and he just went through this thing where he was talking about he wanted global dominance. He really, that's one thing that I'm not digging, and people will tell me I guess I'm small-minded in terms of, like, casting a vision. I have, I don't jibe with the, 
people who have a desire to be like number one on the planet. And what you when you say I want to be the biggest movie star of all time, that just sort of rubs me the wrong way. Me too. I'm sure there's a lot that there's, it says about me. I don't me. like that competitive oh, nature. Who's got the time or the effort? Yeah, and I, it's I, all I, about pride and ego. It sure is, and probably it already happened, and they're passed away, so you can't really, you know what I'm saying. Well, here's what Will Smith said. He wanted to figure out how to be the biggest movie star in the world. And so he started studying Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. And, and how right. Tom Cruise does his press. And Tom Cruise would go all over the world and do everything. And so he said he asked somebody once when he went in some other country, I want to do whatever Tom Cruise's press itinerary was. I want to match it and then do an extra hour. And then he said, come to find out, Tom Cruise is like a cyborg because the dude just went and did everything. So I had to think of another way. How can I set myself apart from Tom Cruise? And Will Smith has this light bulb moment where he says, I've got music. So then each time he was doing press, he was throwing he was throwing together these impromptu, well-planned out, concerts for his fans who were there to see a movie premiere of his. And so he was just trying to figure out the ways that he could be the biggest movie star on the planet. So Tom Cruise would do a ton of press and shake every hand and sign every autograph. Will Smith would do the same and do a concert as well. But mm. he just really, there's a big time pursuit of of career. That, that I guess I, this is what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. When I listen to this book, it is making me feel a little uncomfortable about the the, the pursuit of career. He's honest about it, though, I, and I appreciate it, it, that. Well, just because he doesn't do things the way you would do them. Yes. No, it seems like I, I wouldn't want that. I'm sure a ton of people would. The more I listen to what the movie stardom is and how hungry you have to be and how much time away from your yes, family, I think, okay, got I'll it. pass on that. Not that it's being offered to me right now. Right. <laughs> All well, right, bye, Don. Rocco. Right, yeah, 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 yeah.